Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in this podcast, we're going to cover the subject of healing. We're going to do physical healing first, then we'll do emotional healing, probably in a part two or part three. That'll probably be a two-parter. But I want to cover some basics on healing. Um, being a chiropractor for almost 30 years and working in healthcare, worked in a physical therapy clinic in Annapolis, physical therapy and sports fitness on Riva Road in Annapolis, Maryland, back in the 80s, uh, was that 87, 88, 89, something like that. Um, I've been around uh, physical injuries, athletic injuries, orthopedic injuries, and the amazing thing is, and maybe it's just me, but I do not see much about healing how the biological process, the biologics of healing, as it's called. And if you don't understand how you physically heal, then you're not going to understand how, you know, you, you're not recovering from an injury. Um, you have all these chronic pains and aches. Because if you don't fully heal, our body does some amazing things. It realizes that this tissue is bad. It'll scar it down and try to stabilize it, and you won't get the normal tissue there. Say it's a shoulder tendon injury or a cartilage injury or a muscle injury or a synovium and a joint injury. You won't, you won't, if it can't heal properly in the allotted time, guess what? Your body will scar it down, make it more unstable, and because it's weaker, and it's not going to participate correctly in movement, neurologically, our body throws these little pain fibers right into the scar tissue. They're called C fibers. They're little tiny skinny pain fibers that are very fast. They carry the information fast to the brain, and they make you more pain sensitive. Pain sensitive to the point when there's a new weather front that pulls into your city, the barometric pressure changes, you can feel it in your knees, that old football injury, or in your shoulder, the back, that old gymnastic injury. And that's, you know, not weird. It's not in your head, quote unquote. It's not psychological. It's actually a a change in the neurology surrounding that injury because it didn't heal properly. And most people don't understand the stages of healing, how we heal, and at each stage, there's some, diff- there's some things that are important. And if you don't understand that, then guess what? You know, in your, ni- in your 40s and 50s, you're still suffering from that 19-year-old uh, back injury or neck injury. Or, or you have to get, you know, surgery and you don't recover from your surgery properly. So a lot of this is uh, basic information that's taught to undergrad uh, medical doctors, chiropractors, dentists, we, we all learn this basic stuff. You may even get in undergrad if you're a bio major, a biology major. But uh, everyone out there should understand how they heal. That's how, you know, you can be taken advantage of if you don't understand this great thing called the human body and how some of the basics work. Then you can flip on your TV and someone can tell you something um, that goes against your biology goes against science, goes against how you've been put together, goes against the te- textbooks and the lectures and everything we know about the human body to the point, and you'll believe it. 
because if you don't know that the moon's not made of green cheese, um, if you don't know that the world is not flat, you can be taken advantage of. And we're seeing it right in the middle of this COVID crisis, COVID-19 viral crisis, where I'm seeing the most silly things, not based on science and how our immune system is put together. Now, if they come up with something new, I don't know, maybe, you know, everything they've been teaching for the last few hundred years is absolutely incorrect, especially the last 20 or 30 about the immune system. But we need to wrap our heads around that we have to get some basics on how we heal. So we're just going to cover some basics today. We'll make it real easy. Um, my wife tells me not to use the big words. There's going to be some big words. But the main thing I want you to get out of today's podcast is the stages of healing. There's certain stages and they overlap and, they, and the stages of healing can be going on at the same time. Part of your injury could be in an early stage of healing. Part of it could be in a latter stage of healing and vice versa, meaning that, you know, it there's continuing and ongoing healing at all times and that certain things are required at that time. Also, something to think about. Physical healing changes emotional states, physical states at an unconscious level. Your neurology, your brain is pretty smart and it will shut down like say you have a bad knee it will make you feel tired even though you're not really tired so you don't use your knee. If you have a bad back, a torn shoulder, you will amazingly avoid those activities. And I'm not saying, oh, you reach up to grab a can of soup out of the cupboard and your right shoulder hurts. No, 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 that's, that's conscious. I'm saying unconscious. It will actually help you, it will actually help you and force you to avoid certain activities because of the injuries. Um, so they can heal. Just like a dog when it's sick will go in the corner, eat grass and lay under a tree. You know, we, we have a similar system that's been around for thousands and thousands, millions of years actually, for healing. And you can't change that. You can't undo millions of years of natural selection and evolution when it comes to healing. You can just understand it and work with it. No matter what anyone says, you can't change it. So when I give some recommendations for for increased healing, sorry, you, you can't speed it up, you can't change it, you can't substitute it. And if you don't do those recommendations, like getting proper sleep so you can get good IGF-1, guess what? Then you're not going to heal properly. And you can't mind over matter healing that well. Um, unless, of course, you're resting and meditating, which increases some of these things. So let's go through that real quick, the stages of healing, and then some of the uh, requirements during those stages. So just from the onset, I want you to wrap your head around blood flow. So you think about your skin and muscle and even bone. Bone's got real good blood flow to it, especially to the center. So when you injure a bone or you injure muscle or you injure skin, there's good blood flow to it. In the timeline of healing, weeks, just a couple months, doesn't apply to the same for, say, tendons, ligaments, and cartilage. A tendon has about one-fifth to one-tenth the blood supply or blood flow of the muscle it attaches to the bone. A tendon attaches muscle to bone. A ligament, which connects uh, bone to bone, has about one-twentieth the blood supply of a tendon. So you can see you can get down to one two-hundredth, and that's why sometimes ligaments do not heal at all. And not every ligament and tendon is the same. 
the blood flow changes according to use, your genetics, um, and which one it is. Um, you know, is it an ankle tendon or is it a tendon deep in, you know, your shoulder or your back? So those are things to think about. Cartilage usually does, doesn't have a good blood supply to it, if at all. Um, chondrocytes, which are the cells within cartilage, there's some weird cats. Um, they're very um, undifferentiated, which means they're very primitive looking when you look under a microscope at them. Um, I've stained them and looked at these things and like, wow, um, they're, they're kind of old. But, you know, getting those to heal requires totally different things. They have to catch their nutrition as just floating by. I always think of them like coral or barnacles going by. They got to catch any nutrition from the synovial fluid or from underneath, from the subchondral bone underneath of it. So cartilage does not heal well as it is. That's why if you have a ligament damage or cartilage damage, sometimes it's easier to get the surgery because it does not heal properly or fast. So that's one thing to wrap your head around now is blood flow is important for healing. And depending on its tissue, it's limited by its blood supply or how many blood vessels go to it, how many streets, how many roads they carry blood in and out go to it. And again, muscle's pretty good, skin's pretty good, um, tendons not so good, and ligaments, cartilage, oh man, you know, you might as well just give it up. So there's different stages, and then the, when you first injure your skin, a muscle, a tendon, the first thing happens is a bleed. So the first thing the body tries to do is do hemostasis. We're trying to shut down the blood, clot it, scab it, whatever. And that's usually within the first, you know, minutes to hours to days. So, and you got to remember, if you're bleeding and you have this chronic bleed, the neurology and the chemistry coming back to the brain and to the body saying there's still an acute phase here. I can't tell you how many people have come into me with, say, a back injury or shoulder injury or whatever, and I'm looking at this thing and it's like, oh, it just hasn't healed for months. Well, you haven't gotten out of that first phase of healing. You're still using it and you're tearing it up. Now, it doesn't mean the body's not going to try to heal those areas that are not actively bleeding, okay? But if you're actively bleeding, even little micro bleeds, um, you're not going to start healing. That's why when you injure a muscle or tendon or ligament, they throw you in a sling, they throw you in a cast. They don't want you to use it for a day or two so you can get through that first phase of hemostasis. Stop the bleed. Stop the bleed. And I can't tell you how many people come in with chronic back pain and all that. And they've, they've torn their backs up so bad that just by going to work, they're tearing themselves a little bit and they bleed, which means you don't get to go through the whole phases of healing. You just don't. And if you do, your body's just going to scar it down. You're not going to get to the nice remodeling and the good tissue and the transfer from scar tissue to um, parent tissue. You're not going to get that. In other words, healing will not happen if you still have bleeding. Once we get the bleeding done, and again, all these phases cross over, you have the active inflammation stage. So that's where the body says, okay, I got to clean this up. You got some swelling and your body sends in PMNs. These are uh, white blood cells and also some macrophages that go in and clean it up. They're like a little Pac-Man and they're always riding against capillaries and they actually push themselves through capillary beds. They actually crawl through they have these little feet on them. 
they look like little amoebas, little one-celled uh, creatures, but they actually move around and they start cleaning up the bad tissue. They got to get the bad tissue out of there. Um, another reason for swelling and that inflammation is to wall off some of the chemical factors of the bleed. When you tear something, you open up the cell. Imagine a Ziploc baggie full of stuff, water, sandwiches, cookies, and you rip it open. You tear the tendon, you tear the muscle, and that spills out everywhere. You gotta clean up all those you know, intracellular organelles, all that chemistry, all those pieces and parts that come out of the cell after a tear. And that's the first stage of healing. Stop the bleed and active inflammation. That active inflammation has different growth factors associated, different cells. So, I mean, even like platelets are, are part of that. You gotta, you gotta stop the bleed. And in platelets, there's like little growth factors too to start the healing process, okay? That's why you see people doing a, um, injections into old injuries with uh, platelet enriched um, injections from their from their own blood we spin out your blood and uh, we put a hunk of platelets in because there's growth factors on there um, some of those growth factors are like you know IGF-1 BDGF um, TGAF beta you don't need to know these there won't be any uh, I'm just doing them off the top of my head here but there's not going to be any quiz but just know that there's growth factors in platelets, the neutrophils, the white blood cells. Yes, white blood cells, your immune system. The same immune system that is fighting COVID and your colds and pimples on your face also assists a torn bicep tendon on the right. That's what you have to do. You have to understand it's the same system. That's why taking care of your immune system is very important. Yes. Um, if you're not taking care of your immune system and get, keeping it strong, exposing it to bugs, you know, not sheltering in place, getting out in the garden and, and strengthening your immune system. And guess what? You're going to have aches and pains and arthritis later because the same immune system that takes care of infectious disease prevents your arthritis. I'll say it again. The same immune system that prevents infections is the same immune system that helps you heal from your back pain and torn up disc and torn up facet joint, one of your joints in your back, or torn muscle in your back. So if you don't want to have chronic pain in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and, and have all this arthritis, you gotta get out there and expose yourself. You have to strengthen your immune system. And if you look at some of the social, cultural, and, uh, and I saw an article in the, the Journal of New England Medicine calling masks, talismans which is voodoo talismans is, is a sacred holy relic guess what you know we have to think about these things you can't change biology no matter where you want to jump up and down this isn't about politics people this is science sorry i just can't get into the political debate give me numbers give me the science and yes if you're hurting um you know if we know that the frail and those with um comorbidities and the aged are being affected because they do have a decreased immune system and maybe their immune system is a little different. We should be studying that and figuring out why those people are affected by this one infectious disease. That's where all the research should go. Not lowering the immune system so our kids now are going to have skin infections, all these infectious disease, and we're leading them up to have early arthritis and cancer. What do you think prevents cancer? You know, 
It, it's called your immune system. So we have to think about this. It's the same system, people, the same cells. They're like single parents. They have multitask. They wear multiple hats. All right, that's enough, you know, me jumping up and down the soapbox. So the first phase is to stop the bleed, okay? Then you get inflammation, and you get all these really cool circulating stem cells. Stem cells are cells that, you know, can become anything, can become a muscle, can become a tendon, can become skin again. And they start migrating to the area from everywhere. So if you have a torn bicep tendon or a muscle in your shoulder, in your tricep, or some of these, uh, you know, stem cells, they start migrating from your circulation, from the local adjacent tissues, into the area so they can start the healing, okay? So that can happen, that hemostasis, you know, where you're bleeding up to 48 hours. Inflammation can be, acute inflammation can be weeks, seven to eight weeks sometimes, if it's a bad enough injury. If it's, if it's not a uh, big injury, it can be days. But understand that is, you know, getting that, uh, that inflammation is important. There's a big battle between use ice, don't use ice. There's some people say we need that active inflammation to pull the cells in. We're slowing down the healing process. They're absolutely correct. There's a lot of studies on that. If you have a, if you tore your shoulder up, you know, you may not want to ice it, ready for this, because you want that active inflammation to pull all those cells in. I've always been always been on the mindset that the average human, the average patient I see, not a pro athlete who's got all day to sit around, watch Netflix and work out four hours a day and has their own private physical therapist, athletic trainer and chiropractor and has an ice machine five feet from them. Yeah, maybe you don't want to ice it that much. But if there's a lot of damage done, our bodies always overreact. They don't care if you can play tennis. Your, your, your body does not care if you can, you know, bench press 500 pounds. It doesn't care. What it does care about is survival. So it will overreact and stabilize that area. So again, we have, hemode- we have hemostasis, stop the bleeding, inflammatory. The next phase of healing is reparative or proliferation. That's where you get a proliferation of all these, like, jumbled up cells and if I was looking in there um, in the proliferative stage if I looked under a microscope you'd see like it looks like particle board you see oh there's a stem cell there's a healthy cell there's a garbage torn up cell so it looks like a big hodgepodge mess now the proliferative stage can can go on right after the inflammation stage it usually does not go on at the same time so one you got to stop the inflammation and then you can start the reparative so it, that area, that wound, say it's a cut, laceration, that tear has to fill in. And that's why surgery is sometimes important. I can just sew the two ends together of the torn tendon and wait for the healing to occur, okay? You still have to go through these processes. And you go through that proliferation, guess what happens? You know, you get more. Um, IGF-1 goes into the area, different growth factors, and you go from collagen, uh, you get collagen-3 in there. Um, and you start getting some tendon stem cells moving into the area. Now, again, if you don't get the inflammation down, that's why I'm an ice fan. If you don't get the inflammation down, you don't get to go into the reparative proliferation stage. That's how we're designed. You, you know, 
You know what happens if you hit the ball in baseball and you run to third base? They call that out. You got to go to first base, second base, third base. There's stages. That's the way it works. You know, the first floor of a building is not the third floor. It's the first. It's the second then the third. We have to go through stages. First base, second base, third base. So we go through stop the bleeding, inflammation, and proliferative. So proliferative, that... Um, that collagen in there is very immature collagen. We call it collagen type three. It's very immature, it's very inflexible. It's there for stability. That makes sense. You just hurt yourself, you wanna stabilize the area, that type three collagen has to be there. Then over time, and this is where you start the exercising, you know, you go to the next stage of healing, that's called remodeling or uh, consolidation, I think they use that word now. They keep adding words in science, you know, just to confuse us. Somebody's got to pay for these damn $300 textbooks. But, uh, you know, you go to the consolidation or the remodeling, and that's where exercise really will form and put some pressure. And you put some pressure on this immature collagen, this collagen 3, it'll start be if, it, if the chemistry's right, there's no inflammation, and you have good nutrition, guess what? That flips over to collagen one. And that's the type of collagen you had in there before you tore it. You also get some elastin fibers that gives it some flexibility move in. But if you don't, if you don't go through those phases properly, guess what? You could be still stuck there. I can't tell you how many patients over 35 years have come into me or I've worked with hands-on that they've had a chronic ankle injury Ankles are a big one. Knee, shoulder. They come into me and they're like, I've been to everybody. I've had three MRIs. I've had a surgery. I have this. And I'm like, dude, you're not even healing yet. Well, what do you mean? You work three jobs. You're not getting enough sleep. There has to be a certain amount of growth hormone release. Your body monitors that to get you through the phases. You're not getting good growth hormone. Guess what? You don't get to heal. You're stuck in phase one or phase two or phase three, stage one, stage two, stage three of healing. You're stuck. You're not there yet. You know, we haven't got you to the maturation or the remodeling phase, which is the last phase. What? I've gone to everyone. I don't care who you go. You could go to the Pope or a healer or um, the greatest physician in the world, the greatest surgeon. It doesn't change the biology of you, Mr. Jones. You're the problem. It's not all the people you saw. You're not getting sleep. And guess what? You can't change your biology. You're a human. I don't know what Martians do, but you're a human. You have to go through those phases. So again, the phases are stop the bleeding, hemostasis, infl inflammation, reparative, then remodeling, okay? Then that remodeling consolidation phase moves on to maturation. Well, that's where you get normal tissue. Or sometimes you can get tissue that's stronger. That's why we lift weights and we do activities. It's actually stronger than the tissue that was there before. That's the goal. Get to that last phase of remodeling called maturation. Maturation of the tissue, which means we make it stronger than it was before. And again, all of those depend on growth hormone, good nutrition. So how do we get through it? Well, first of all, control the inflammation, the acute inflammation. You got to stop the bleed. And that's why I'm an ice fan. So ice it down. Now, if you're still icing 24-7, two, day, two days after the injury, no, we got to get blood in and out. So it's a good balance. I always say on acute injury, 10 to 50 minutes of ice out of every hour that you're awake, the first 48 hours, maybe first 72. 
that's a good thing. If it's a really hot injury, you want to ice 20 minutes out of every hour you're awake for the first day or two. Big hot injury meaning a lot of inflammation, a lot of tissue damage, okay? After that, you want to make sure, you got to think about sleeping. Growth hormone is a big part of and all the chemistry that goes on to it. So you have to have normal sleep. So yeah, even if you hurt your ankle, okay? This is where people get really, I mean, they, they must live in this fantasy world thinking their ankle is not connected to their brain or the rest of their body. If you got a chronic ankle injury, then you, or say acute, you go and tear up your ankle, then you need to get more sleep to get more doses, get more injections, which are natural and normal for you from your brain of growth hormone to get down to your left ankle tear so it can heal. That's just how it is. So if you're injured, you need more sleep. If you have to take a nap, start getting naps in to help you heal. The most important thing for healing when someone's injured is sleep, naps, and ice. Now, people say rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Yes, that's to stop the bleed. So you want to stop the bleed. You want to raise it up past your heart. You want to get a little compression with an ACE bandage or whatever on it. Um, a compression helps that bleed. So the first day or two, you keep it compressed. After that, you just want to ice it. And you want, because when you take the ice off, the blood flow is going to open up. The blood vessel is going to open up from being constricted with the ice on it. And it's almost like a milking action in and out. You're going to get good blood flow so you can get the chemistry in, the chemistry out. You want all these inflammatory modulators to get out of there, like interleukin-6 and, uh, you know, what's it, 1-beta. Um, some of these inflammatory uh, um, cytokines and prostaglandins that talk to our immune system until tell our immune system what's going on. You need that communication going. So you need blood flow in and out. But you need sleep. You need sleep. After that, you need water, good hydration to get the, the fluid in and out. The next thing is you got to have the chemistry coming in through your diet to heal. And that even includes an ankle injury. You have to have vitamin C. Vitamin C is needed to move um, collagen 3 into collagen 1. Zinc too. So, so some of these uh, ingredients you hear about the immune system, oh, you know, vitamin C and zinc help with my cold. Well, amazingly, it also helps with injuries. Why? Because it's all part of the same system. I, I feel like throwing things at people, you know, like, oh, why does vitamin C help my tendon and fight a cold? It's the same system, the immune system, same cells, people, the same people are doing the work. Okay. So, you have to get vitamin C. You have to get zinc, some minerals, and protein. That tendon is not made out of carbs. <laughs> Sorry. You have to get protein. So up your protein a little bit as you heal. So again, if whether you've injured your knee or your ankle or your right bicep, you have to get more sleep. Period. End of story. That's what you have to do. The next thing you have to do is make sure you're getting good nutrition, more protein, vitamin C. You can either take a supplement, a pill, or get it in your diet, you know? Up your fruits and vegetables, you know, in, in a quality way, all right? The next thing for healing is decrease stress. 
Cortisol, our stress hormone, decreases PMN activity. It decreases those white blood cells that need to clean it up. So if you're under chronic stress and you're injured, guess what? You have a stressful job, you have 25 kids at home like me, guess what? It's not going to heal properly. So you have to go through and look at what your lifestyle is like. So meditation, rest, good circulation, long walks, you know, whatever. And if you injured your leg, you can't walk. But you have to do these things to assist the healing process. Again, if you're in the first couple stages of healing, you need that immobilization. You have to stop the bleed and decrease the acute inflammation. So in summarizing all this, you have to stop in healing. You have to stop the bleed. You have to get through the first phase of inflammation. You have to get into the reparative or proliferative. They call it proliferative because of all the crazy types of cells that get into the wound, wherever that wound is. Then you have to start remodeling. The first phase of remodeling is called consolidation. And the last phase is maturation. And this can last all the way up to a year. I've seen some studies saying it can be two years for the final maturation process. So what can I do to speed this up, Fred? Well, initially ice, naps, rest. After that, good exercise, good movement. Once you get into the remodeling, consolidation and maturation phases, lots of exercise, constant stress on it. That means, you know, grab your pink one pound dumbbell and bring it to work with you and you're constantly working that thing working the part, stretching, trying to get the tissue back to normal, and good sleep, and good nutrition. I can't tell you how good nutrition is going to change your healing. It's so important. The import, I can't tell you enough the importance of it. Um, and if you can't eat right, if you're busy and whatever, then you have to up your supplementation. Go to a good nutrition store, hopefully a local one. Get your vitamin C. Get your healing nutrients like zinc. Get a protein powder so you can supplement that. And get more sleep and rest. Massage to help circulation. Chiropractic to help biomechanical efficiency of how that joint works. And the neurology going to it. And then start back slow. Whatever activity is, whether that's lifting or sports and do multiple repetitions and you can speed up healing but again if you're under stress you're not getting sleep you're not getting good nutrition don't blame the doctor don't blame the chiropractor don't blame the physical therapist it's on you to go through these stages of healing you can speed them up a little bit and if you're not doing the right things you certainly can slow down your healing and this has been another fact podcast 